On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we'll talk about that bitch Meg and her bowl of blood. Plus, we love pit bulls. Also, coming to your next state fair, deep fried hearts on a stick with a side of ranch. Let's do this shit. of Devil's Trap Podcast, episode 16, Shadows. It's Shadows. I'm Liz. I'm Diana. Hey, Diana. Uh, hey, how are you? I'm a... I'm a, I'm a little tired. It's been a long week in the cybersecurity world, and it has also been a long week in terms of crafting. Uh, <laughs> so uh, between the two, and uh, my house is a mess, is pretty much that amounts to. Um, it looks like an Amazon, uh, not any, actually, there's no Amazon boxes out there, but there's a bunch of stuff coming as I'm prepping gift bags for everybody for our trip and all sorts of things that are going to be exciting but yeah uh so if anybody wants to volunteer to come clean my house during i guess i could pay a housekeeper but then i feel like stressed out about paying somebody to come clean my house i'm like i'm one person i have a three-bedroom house i can fucking clean this myself but or you can pay somebody yeah but then i don't like if and my mom has like her housekeepers, like, yeah. you know, and, and she needs them because she's a 70 year old woman. They have a, a large-ish house and my mom should not be cleaning floors at her age. But at the same time, like, I also know like they provide her some sort of companionship. And I feel like, I fear that, that those would become my friends. Not that I have anything wrong with that, but I just, you know, like, I mean, I, the I only people I have contact home. with. <laughs> yeah, no, I try to not be home or like, and if I have to be like Dave's home or something, like my husband from work, um, then uh, he tries to just like stay in one room and then like leave that room for a while so she can clean that room. But we, we, we don't, we don't go crazy, but it's really, really nice to, uh, no, I mean, somebody to come and clean. I just want my floors clean. That would be, that's really, this was like, and I was like, I don't want to do I just want someone to come in and mop and vacuum because I hate that so much. Really? Like the last, the, I don't. No, I like I really don't like cleaning overall, and I have to well, be in yeah. the room. But yeah. yeah, the thing like I will always put off is like mopping. I cannot. I, I swear to God, I mop like once every six months. Like if yeah. that. I, yeah. I my house gets mopped when the housekeeper comes. <laughs> it's like I am a dirty, about once dirty a month. girl. Well, I know my allergies would be better if I kept if I kept up on that. I would probably Mm -hmm. not wake up sounding like this, but you know, whatever. Uh, Well, we are two weeks out from the the epic freeze, and now it's in the 70s in Texas, because that's what we do here. Uh, and uh we are well on our way to spring. And uh Liz and I, along with a few other folks, are in our about two-week countdown, right? two weeks countdown about now shit is that two weeks oh my god yeah i to do a little a little vacay uh to uh belize so that's our excitement 
countdown. I can't wait. I can't wait to leave the country. Like it's really, you know, and I know this is very selfish and, and I know a lot of people have a lot harder than this, but it's just, you know, I'm just so used to traveling and not traveling is really bad. And uh, it really weighs on you. This is like what you look forward to, right? Like this is, this is how I live my life. And I justify working from home, not seeing a lot of people is, you know, I, I was, (laughs) I was quarantined before it was cool as quarantine just because I work from home and I'm kind of a loner. So now it's, but it's also like, I always had that thing to look forward to. Like, what do you plan? What do you get away from? And yeah. And we'll talk, there's something in this, in this episode that also made me kind of sad just thinking about the before times, but hopefully, you know, we're getting closer. Um, the before times will be in the, the normal, this new normal will be coming to a new normal, oh, whatever. Uh, me out. I don't like that statement, the phrase, that phrasing of new normal, like, no, 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 no. We're going to go back to the before times, which is the normal. This is not normal, but anyway, so yeah. Um, yeah, that's excitement in our world. We're prepping for that. I, uh, got my hair did today and uh feeling fresh for with my new redone your, your narcissistic G, your, colors your g is very fresh it and is then, and then uh yeah and drinking some wine and gonna talk about supernatural are you drinking a good wine or are you drinking a shitty one uh i'm drinking uh locanda the uh rosé that liz was so kind to bring me when we were oh and um uh, in Fredericksburg or the hill country a few weeks ago, or was that a week ago? Whatever it was. Yeah. We can have to go. Time yeah, that's means nothing. We can have to go. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there we go. So yeah, that's that, what I'm drinking I, this evening. Uh, I will give the shout out for my, to my hairdresser is Ashley Dutson at, um, F was it FTLO in Tyler station in Oak cliff. Cheers, Ashley. Good hair. Yeah, she, uh, no, I've known her since I was in seventh grade. That, that is that is quite a long relationship with your hairdresser so well, we shouldn't do my hair then <laughs> because we were in seventh grade together at the same time but yeah yeah it was yeah i am drinking a signor uh so i'm drinking their 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 rogue valleys and fendel and it's delicious i was gonna go buy cheap wine but that would have required me leaving my house and i haven't been able to leave my house mm. in a week again so <sighs> it happens i got my i got my majestic af wine glass that my sister made for me and i'm I'm repping all kinds of stuff and my friend's band shirt on i got my 40 acre mule shirt on dallas texas and then you've got your awesome (laughs) shadows bat shirt on so of course yeah everybody is really concerned about what we're wearing but yes that is indeed what we are wearing Uh, i'm just giving my shout out so it's okay okay dallas band you know i mean it's fine i'll give my i'll give my shout out to bat all right so uh tell us about this episode liz so uh season one episode 16 shadow so we're going to get some heavy hitters on here so this was directed by kim manners and it was written by eric kripke and originally aired on february 28th 2006 and so i think you know like when you see those two come together that this is probably going to be something that's kind of key to longer term storylines things that we're thinking about the bigger picture not just monster of the week so um I, even just like if you look at those names you know like we're gonna start developing a bunch of character stuff and some backline things and we're just gonna push like the bigger picture forward a little bit more so that's pretty much all i have in the background okay. um yeah so yeah. we can jump right into jump on in to, to chicago 
We're in Ugh. Chi Town. Yeah. Please don't hit me. I'm sorry. I said Chi Town. Yeah. I'm very, very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So tying into the, I, I would assume the Chicago theme, we start off with um, some blues music. It's a headache by Boo Boo Davis is playing uh, the girls listening to it on her headphones and walking. Did you think it was weird? That chick was listening to yeah. like some, it, I was very, like, it was not, it was like a little bit in, in, what, incongruent. Yeah. Like, huh. That just doesn't look, and I mean, I try not to judge a book by its cover. You can listen, whatever you want. No judgment. I listen to all kinds of weird was, shit. I don't go, I'm like, that's a blues fan. Like, that's not what I think of when I saw that girl at all. Yeah, no, she's, you know, a little happy little alternative. And she's walking along, she's bouncing. I'm like, well, and I also probably need to go back and look to see what it was originally, if it was still blues in the original, or if she was listening to something, maybe a little more, you know, alternative appropriate. Modern, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good. Good Anyways, but I'm like, but yeah. So just she's weird. in Chicago, so she's listening to the blues. We're just setting the stage. Static on her iPod, which you can't do, obviously, unless you have a real crappy iPod. I've had it happen. With was it an iPod? No, it wasn't a branded one. It wasn't a branded iPod, but it was definitely a um, like a MP3 player, like a pocket MP3 player. Uh, did we have MP3 players in 2006? Huh? Okay. Yeah. We did. And I'm then, sorry. Dean had a Walkman like like three episodes ago. So yeah, but it wasn't a real Walkman. <laughs> he was using it for other things. So. But I wasn't sure if like we we're in Discman era or if we you know we've we've no no no. We definitely to... had MP3 players in in that time frame. Okay. Yeah. This may have been when we had like the it iPod. Looked like right? one of the earlier iPods to me, but I'm not positive. So. But yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where we all had to upload all of our stuff to like one server, and then we would share that iPod, and then we would download it, and then you would upload all your friends' things to another thing, and then yeah. So this may have been why the music industry had a problem. But okay, yeah. come on. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Distracting. So the creepy shadow chases her in the alley and you hear kind of like a whispering, but you can't really say, hear what it's saying. And um, she runs to her apartment after you see this shadow behind her or her building and goes into this like kind of like crappy looking building, like foyer, and then opens her apartment door, which is fucking swank, which made no sense at all. I'm like, oh, that apartment looks brand fucking new. And that foyer does not to me. But. I mean, having lived in some large cities, uh, this is not actually that unusual to me because usually, you know, if you live in, I think the apartment I lived in New York was built in like 1926 mm-hmm. and our entryway was not that great, but the internal side of the apartment was, was redone. So yeah. spend the money refabbing the apartment may not refab the, the front part. So big yeah. city. I mean, Dallas is a biggish city and I lived in apartments in Dallas and that were older and did not have that experience. If the foyer was crappy, so is the apartment, (laughs) but that's okay. Uh, So either way, that just struck me. I'm like, that's really modern. Um, And then she cracks a beer and then closes the door to her kitchen, which I felt, um, I'm just like judging this girl like hardcore. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm like, cause I'm watching intently. I'm like, what's going to happen with this fucking shadow? Cause that shadow was chasing her ass. She has a, I mean, like, closes the door to the kitchen after getting a beer very weird but anyways then she starts playing her answering machine uh see and old enough that she still had an answering machine right so 2006 you still had a landline yeah you you could have still had a landline then i mean i think people were kind of at that point where they had both around that time i don't know i don't it's it all muddles together in my brain yeah i think at that time oh god i can't even place where i was because i would think at that point 
almost like you had a landline to get online to AOL.com. So you could, you're thinking like late nineties, I think that's what that was. was Late nineties. What are you talking about? Uh, 2006 is a blur. I honestly don't even know what state I was in. I think you just, I think you just skipped the aughts in your head. That's what you do. You like, okay, it was the nineties and then it was 2010. That's what where Liz's brain goes. She just skips the entire 2000s. As far as technology goes, technology my late teens to 30 until I moved to New York were kind of actually I think I may have been living in New York in 2006 I don't even know I have no this is why it was always so hard I think you might have been I might remember Uh, that even because yeah yeah this is also why it was a problem we were trying to do like a government clearance and you have like have to go back and verify your address for like the past 10 years I'm like I don't know where I was like and and people don't leave their towns and they're like I was in this house the past 20 years I'm like I I have no idea where I lived yeah yeah so so anyway so so obviously the shadow is gonna fucking chase her so we see the shadow uh kind of cloud thing in her apartment with a creepy hand behind her in the shadow like like stabs her from stabs behind. Her. But and I'm like, what did it stab her with? With his creepy fucking hand? That's what it looked like. Like I reached okay. into her and pulled it out because I think that ties into what we find later on in yeah, this okay. episode. So he like reached yeah. into her fucking but- chest cavity and the blood splatter was really weird, but I was- There's lots of things- It was a really weird. cool shot. I thought that shot was yeah. freaking cool actually. Like I, I didn't, I mean, it was creepy as fuck. Like I don't want shadows killing me, but it was a really well shot. Like. Sequence scene, I thought so. Yeah, the shadow work within the entire episode is really good. I also know it was a bitch for the production company, um, and just trying to make it happen was something, but they I think it was very well thought out, like Mm -hmm. everything within it. Like those shadows were on point. Like, I'm 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 a fan of the shadows. It's just as I say in my my gothy bat shirt. Yeah, this is a fan of the shadows. I am not, but they were well done. So there we go. <laughs> so, all right. So we cut to a week later with the brothers. Of course, there, Sam's reading a newspaper and reading about this stealth killer. Um, and that, uh, and they're, they're dressed in like alarm company <laughs> outfits. And Dean is pissed, thinks they look like theater dorks and starts mocking Sam for it. Um, yeah, but Sam is the also- The one like, comment. I, yeah, go ahead. There's one comment in this conversation where Dean specifically is bitching about paying for the costumes that they had to wear and (laughs) says, uh, you think credit card fraud is easy? I was like, oh shit. Well, it's not. I mean, it's hard. I mean, even back then it was, it was a lot easier in 2006, I'm assuming, but yeah, yeah, credit card fraud is hard. So, I mean, he was hard working, um, you know, milking those things, but would you get like the um the I knew this is our kind of gig shit happens again? Um, oh yeah, like, you had that cover. You warned me that was going to keep happening, and you were correct. I was they like, this again. happens again, and like at least this time they were arguing. They do argue about it later, and I was like, Ugh. but I was just like, so is this just your line for the season? Like you're just going to say that over and over again? This is our kind of show. Like yes, this we is, get this it. This is like, our gig, or is it our gig? Or I don't know. This might be our gig. I don't know if it's yeah. That's their thing. Apparently every episode. Yep. So. Yeah, um, I paid really close attention to the fact that the burglar chain was cut. It ends up that means fucking nothing. The landlord did it. So <laughs> I was like, oh, what the fuck? The ghost cut the ghost shadow thing cut the chain. And then I was like, oh, never mind. They're talking to the landlord. And she's like, no, I cut it so we could get in here. I'm like, fuck it. I don't know why. I was like, I was really annoyed by that. I was like, and it was like, 
And then it became like an unnecessary detail other than the fact that they showed her close it. I'm just saying, I was like, all right, whatever. Um, but yeah, they basically they're talking to the landlord and figure out like no signs of anything, but it did take a couple of days to find her because they didn't. They had to wait till she stank, till she was well, a stank her, She didn't show up to work and then they went to go look for her and that's when they found her, so um and uh yeah so dean starts referencing some his new cop friend named amy yeah i like how you say referencing and i'm like dean skeeves out about the copy banged that is my note dean calls his perky little police officer friend yeah now and there's some major douche like dean like there's some good dean moments in this but there's an episode very douchey. yeah well i think anytime they're trying to like play off of like sam and like sam having a woman friend like this seems to be the theme where dean's just like i must show my manhood blah 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 so yeah so basically the whole thing like they figure out that the um the victim's heart was missing and then they start talking about what could have caused all this they're like well it's the wrong lunar cycle for a werewolf fyi yeah but also, our, yeah, our contender list for this is werewolf. And they're like, nah, lunar cycles out. And they're like, creatures, nah, would have led to trace spirit. So they're kind of thinking ghosts. Yep. So those are our and contenders. Then, and then, then Dean crawls around on the floor with some masking tape connecting all the blood spots. Which I don't even know, like how no, he like, no, that doesn't no, work. Is, like it's like it's like if somebody like drew a bunch of dots on a piece of paper and didn't number them, you could connect them however you fucking wanted, right? Like there's yeah, not this is how to connect. Like the, to me, this is either precursor to like 2021 internet conspiracy, or I guess internet <laughs> conspiracy has been around for a while. But it's yeah. like, all right, I have all these dots, and then if I pull this tape this way, it's going to and like they just luck out and they've made a symbol. Yeah. Good, yeah. good for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. so proud that you figured that out. And then I also probably was like, yeah, you just need to rip that carpet out like that cart. Yeah, good thing she's dead. She's not getting her that deposit back. Like, no, she. This is this is over. Ooh. yeah so anyways so they find this they find this a symbol they want to watch for we cut to a, a pool hall and uh of course it's the place where meredith worked at so they're trying to find out the victim they're trying to find out what, what something about her and um dean of course is being skeevy still as you would yep. say and, and like uh, dean is drinking and skeeving on the bartender and this is where i got real sad though i was like damn i miss normal bar life you know where know. you can just like hang out there and like chat up the bartender and like take some shots with them and like talk just and like people just, watch and like yeah yeah but like not have to worry like am i six foot away from this bartender i was like <laughs> i miss nope, this nope no plexiglass between them yeah 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 um yeah so they're just trying to figure out like what her connect, why her kind of a connection. They can't find it. There's one other victim. They can't find a connection between the two of them at this point at all. And then who do we see? That bitch. That bitch. Okay. So before we get to that bitch, who, oh God, I'm like, the next time I was like, God, her perky voice is so fucking annoying. Um, so one thing, what we have a think with your upstairs brain, Dean, which oh, yeah. I thought was a great comment. Also, Sam's hair is just stupid shaggy right now. And like, Not he's sitting luck. at the bar and I'm like, God, cut your fucking hair. That's all I can think. Or like, push it off your head. Like, this is, there's too much shit happening here. There's too much. Anyway, so yeah, we Meg is there. Oh, shit. No, no, no. And then she's being perking. And she does say, though, when she meets up with him, she's like, ah, I was in California. 
I met up with something Michael Murray at a bar. And of course, this is an inside joke because Chad Michael Murray played Tristan on Gilmore Girls and he was Dean's rival on that. So if you're not a Gilmore Girls fan, you probably wouldn't have caught that. But um, I figured you didn't, which is why I had that note. But yeah, so uh, there's a whole like Sam, like when he's Dean in Gilmore Girls, he has this whole Tristan and like, I hate Tristan. And that's Chad Michael Murray. And so when she's like i met him and sam's like who they're like this was one of those poking. got it okay yep that's Clark, why that was writing like a, so good gold yeah. star for that for the fans um so yeah also, diana just did finger guns for that i you heard that sh- sh- but she did do a finger gun i just want everybody to know yeah. Yeah. you're welcome um so they so sam has to introduce uh meg to dean and like we all, like I think it was obviously so. When we saw Meg last, like we're like, oh, this bitch crazy. She killed a guy in the van and talked into a bloody bull. So we know she's crazy and evil, probably. And then, but Sam doesn't know that. He just knows that she was nice to him at a bus stop, but also kind of weird. So there we go. Yep. Um, but it was she like goes the fuck off on Dean. <laughs> which is kind of inappropriate, by the way. You just met this motherfucker and you don't know what their relationship is now. That was a minute ago. Shut your fucking face. That's what I, that's what I felt about it. So <laughs> yeah, no, none of us like her. Like yeah. this, the blonde Meg is just, and it's not that I have a problem with blondes, but she's so fucking, like, it's just that inappropriate perky. You know, it's like you, the perky is so fake. It's like you sell real estate somewhere. Like that's her future job, Meg. Like you're going to be selling real she's estate. She's a manipulator. Somewhere. Yeah. She's a manipulator. So anyways, uh, and then she says something crazy at the end. Like if it were me, I'd kill him. Like, yeah, I right, think there's a couple of things that are subtle hinting that she's bad which is like and it's completely this part i'm like i'm not a huge fan of this writing here because it's like very obvious like you're drunk like we get it she's, she's gonna try to kill him like ta-da! Yeah. Yeah. she's like if you're me i kill him and i'd show you a hell of a time it's like we get it she's bad and then we still have to have to work through them finding out she's bad but yeah. even like knowing everything that i know what comes out in the future it's clearly obvious something is wrong with her like right. we don't we don't, we don't, need you don't, we don't need you to lead us that far into it we figured it out this is unnecessary yeah. additions yeah so um they get the name they get you know sam gets her number and her last name and think but he already is suspicious just over the fact that he ran into her which is a good sign because i was like oh shit he's just gonna want to bang her but luckily he gets suspicious too um and so they get in, of course, then as they're leaving, Sam and Dean get in an argument over how <sighs> what she about, about what did you say to her about me and blah, blah, blah. You really think that I could drag you around like a piece of luggage and whatever. Yeah. So there's that. And the really, the part I was really sighing over is the, I have a hunch she's bad. No, she's not bad. Like, you just want to put your finger on her. Like, you know, it's just like, oh my God. Yes. Like, do we have to go through this again? Like, yeah. Sam, Sam has a gut feeling. Trust Sam's gut feeling at this point. Like, and granted, I know we're only halfway through a, for the first season of the show, but right. at this point, like, if your brother says, "Yeah, something's off," you go, "Okay, what? What do you think is off?" Like, not, what no, you, you just want to bang her. Like, if that's not, mm, yeah, yeah, maybe he's not thinking with his downstairs brain, Dean. Uh-huh. You fucking douchebag. Yeah. So, and then. So Sam kind of wants Dean to look up and see if he can figure out like who the fuck she is. And 
also researched that symbol in the blood splatter they found. And like, we cut to Sam's creepy ass sitting in the car outside <laughs> of her apartment and watching her get dressed because that's that's not creepy still. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, there. well, there's, I have, before we jump ahead to Meg undressing in front of a window in front of everybody in Chicago with that's her blinds up. Yeah. And then I was like, no, oh, no, you you know that you're, there's a street you know right there. Yeah, you you know this, but okay. So Dean does go like, hey, you know, Meg does check out. Like, yeah. yeah so obviously she fed them. Like, and you can if you look back at that conversation, she's dropping shit that is like clearly That's, like, um, my exactly name is Meg Master. I am from Massachusetts. Like, this is like all like leading horse to water shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, Dean's like does find something out about the symbol. Mm-hmm. Eddie is like the symbol of Zoroastrian. It's 2000 years before Christ. It's a signal for a deva, which translates to demon of darkness, Zoroastrian demons, and they're savage, animalistic, you know, nasty attitudes, kind of like a demonic pit bulls. One, don't, don't stop talking that, shit about pit bulls. And that made me so mad. So mad. Pit bulls are not mean dogs. I love my pit bulls. Pit bulls oh. are great. I don't own pit bulls, but I. There are other people, yeah. They, they're my adopt my my adopted nephews and nieces. You know, they're um. So they're, no, I love them. Sweet puppers, but they're also freaking wusses too. But that's that made me mad. Are. I'm like, don't get pitbulls. Yeah, no. bad rap. They already have a bad enough rap. They have to fight. So sorry. Yeah. So you don't need to compare them to Davis, but you know Davis. You know this sounds like to me, Diana. Laura. It does sound like Laura. <laughs> so let's talk about davis so uh dean says the davis so that we have the symbol in here right and there's a z uh so that is not a thing that's something that is made up for the show um but likely the z is supposed to represent the prophet zoroaster right so that's zoroastrianism which is a very very old religion it was a religion of ancient persia which is now iran um and it's based on the teaching of the prophet this is the only time i'm going to say his name this way zarathrustra because that is a terrible thing to say over and over again uh when people start, the Greeks start talking about it, he becomes Zoroaster, and that's how I'm going to refer to him for the rest of this because it's much easier for me to say. Uh, Fair. So, this Zoroaster may have been as born as early as 650 BC, so that's not 2000 years before Christ. Uh, there are some things that Davis, which will go back because this does kind of align with Hinduism in some bits, but. Um, there are also a lot of documents that are attributed to Zoroaster that are dated hundreds of year, years apart. So figuring out where Zoroastrianism was first birth is kind of, it's a hard thing. But Zoroastrian was actually the dominant world religion during the Persian empires. So that's 559 BC to 651 AC. So that's a pretty big chunk of time. So within about a thousand years, and within that, obviously, if we're going BC, AC, within that, there's a, you know, the birth of Christ, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it was 
when I, when Jesus was born, it was also one of the main like dominant religions outside of uh, the the Western empires, and it did have a lot of influence in other religions. It is still practiced worldwide, but especially in Iran and uh, India right now. Like I saw, like on one size it has about one hundred forty thousand followers, which doesn't seem like that many followers, but um, you know that's still a chunk of people, and there there could be others that were in that that figure. Um, and there's two major texts that do things. But so Zoroastrianism, thinking about where it comes up, you know, in the Mideast, uh, it does share a lot of things with other Eastern religions like Hinduism, but it's different at its core because it's dualistic, which is one of the other influences it has had on other world religions, right? So thinking about um, not a pantheon of gods, but we're going down to like a, a good versus evil. So Originally, devas within Hinduism were, they were demigods. So they had, you know, there were something that, and still, still, I'll say that that's Hinduism stopped. But when Zoroaster comes along, he is like, no, no, no. Like um, some of these, like what, some of these demigods are basically angels. And then the other ones are demons in disguise. And this ends up influencing a lot of what we have in angelology and demonology. So things like if you really go into um, any of, you know, uh, you know, is, you know, Islam or Christianity or Judaism uh, within that there, you know, angels and demons are kind of a big part of it. Yeah. And a lot of this is, you know, thought to have come from the Zoroastrian text. Um, so, but according, but for devas, so originally, um, the really things like they're originally demigods and they're like, but they were incapable of telling the difference between a truth and a lie. And they were rejected by, by, you know, the, the good God, but they were still worshiped by people. So you're creating this whole like battleground of good mm. and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the term devil actually has its roots in the word deva. So a lot of the influence for that language comes from this. Uh, so according to the cosmology of Zoroastrianism, um, devas serve as an evil god, um, sorry, not devas, but there is an evil god who opposes the benevolent god, and the good god was known as Ahura Mazda, uh, later known as Ormazad, and I'm just going to fuck all over a bunch of pronunciations here, but yeah, this is you know, what I don't get paid for. Um, <laughs> and so the evil god is, uh, the evil one is known as Angra Manu, but this later becomes Ahraman. Um, and the devas are followers of him and they appear as black-skinned beings and they personify all diseases, sins, and distresses um, suffered by humanity. And if you want to prevent attack from them, you have to recite part of the text, but that you can only do that between sunset and sunrise. So if you try and do that during the day, you're not safe. You can do this in the evening and you're fine. And although they are spirits, they can't appear in human form. And according to Zoroastrian texts, uh, when the prophet Zoroaster was born, the devas went into hiding beneath the earth, but they look around and they try and attack the vulnerable. And they are attracted to unclean places and like to spend time where there are exposed corpses. So I'm thinking like, you know, uh, morgues, et cetera. Like if you have like just corpses lying around or like battlefields and stuff, like that's really where they're like, aha, this is my great place. there are supposedly there are hordes of them and the most powerful are named and in later texts they are legion and this is an interesting thing that i did not know until i like this is today i learned that a legion is a unit of demons i did not know it was a measurable thing 
so you always heard like their legion like that movie legion right like that but that was angels i don't remember it's been a while yeah but just the actual term legion like, is a like, a, like, a, like a murder of crows like a the murder legion of crows legion. yeah you have a legion uh-oh Yeah, we had a major pause. Hold on, that was bad. Yeah, we had a major pause. I got a time hack on it, so um, I didn't didn't get it. Hold on. So a legion is a unit of demons. So we're thinking about like a measurement. So like a yard um, or like you said, a murder of crows, um, a foot, there's a foot of demons. But within this unit, there are traditionally 6,666 demons per legion. And if you follow Davis, Mm -hmm. it's convenient, yeah. But also if you think about numerology and where all this stuff comes from, there's a reason why Mark of the Beast ends up being 666 and all these other things. Numbers are important in a lot of in a lot of these things. Um, but if you follow them, you're condemned to go to the place of the worst. Um, so Zoroastrianism is also one of the places where we, the religions, where we start thinking about like things like hell. It's not necessarily the same concept of the, the Christian hell, but kind of similar. I think with Zoroastrianism, you can actually work yourself out of it but okay so there's 6,666 davas so we're not gonna go through all all of them and also it's really hard because there's a lot of problems with translation and other things and I'm sure like I could go through the text and find stuff but I just want to highlight some of the ones that I thought were interesting and that could be a, a term of it so and again pronunciations about to go through the fucking roof so i apologize i I think also these are greek versions of other i don't even know where these the names come from so um etymology of the language i know where the names come from the sources are going to be within our source notes but um so i want to talk about the chief of the devs and the devs are a demon of war and they are moral and ruthless and that's sarva s-a-u-r-v-a he commits acts that are evil, lawless, oppressive, tyrannical, and violent. And to not be his victim, he must be rejected in deed, thought, and word. So honestly, as I look through a lot of these, these are just like kind of like your moralistic lessons, right? So mm-hmm. you don't want to be evil, lawless, or tyrannical. So don't do that. And then you won't get, you know, assaulted by the semen. Um, the second in command is Akomen. And his name means evil mind or evil thought. And he is created from darkness and has a noticeable stench about him. Oh. Yeah, he smells. So, but however, he does target one person at a time and he will do whatever it takes to corrupt them. And he can only be driven off by being fooled that he was successful. So either he's successful and he corrupts you or like you, you trick him. And thinking he, 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 is he is, and then he can go away. Weird. Um, there's Akamana, who is the personification of sensual desire. Uh, he is second in command only to his father, Ahriman. And he, so he is the demon of lust. We all love a demon of lust. 
there is Ozzy Dahak. Uh, that's a storm demon who is a man with two snakes that grew out of his shoulder where Ahriman kissed him. And in some descriptions, he has three heads and six eyes. He's huh. known to harm people and steal cattle because demons like okay. cows. They they want to they want a burger ribeye. You know, oh, oh, that's fake. This one, I think, you're, Diana, you're really going to like. This is, I'm going to say, Nai Batar, N-A-I-B-A-T-A-R. This is a nocturnal deva that appears as a black shadow in the forms of a bat, a predatory bird, a raven, or a wolf. So bat, that's why I was like, bat! <laughs> um, bat! Once this demon is summoned, it will assist in the draining of power of others to give his summer, summoner. He also strengthens auras and assists in crimes of emotional and spiritual vampirism. So I'm thinking, Colin, <laughs> Colin. This, is, this is our colony, what we do in the shadows. He's a Nibatar Deva. Um, my next to last, so like, this is like the top, the, the top six Divas, according to Liz. Top, top six right. Divas ranked. Hmm, just kidding. All right. So, or at least that I could find. So this next to last one is Nasu, N-A-S-U, and which basically translates to corpse. And that is a demon of bodily decomposition, decay, mm. and pollution. And is said to look like a monstrous speckled fly with backward facing knees and a large stinger. I love that that is the, like, the detail that's put into Good it. Lord. Like that's his knee, the fly has backward knees know, and like, a big stinger. Like- Whenever they like show like in a movie or anything where someone's knees bend backwards, I'm like, Whoa. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's a fly. Like, can you is it, it like is it a fly or is it a humanoid fly? Because they implied that it was humanoid. It's just a really big fly. It's a monstrous speckled fly with backward facing knees and a large singers. Well, do. this one does. So they have like you just take it, take their legs and That's flip fair. them. I was just asking. Yeah, <laughs> but also like it doesn't say that its legs are backwards. Just that the knees are backwards. So it's like you have like the legs and then the knees are. Uh, I'm really sorry for assaulting anybody. Okay, so, but Nasu has the ability to possess a corpse and make his presence felt through decomposition and infection. So kind of gross. So you're getting basically like a big fly is going to infect you. And make you rot. And make you rot. So if you're infected, there is a complicated cleansing ritual. It takes nine days, but you you can be free of your backward knee fly. All right, and so my last one. Because mm-hmm. it's wouldn't be me if I did this without some metal and some goth. Okay. So there is a band <laughs> named Ayesma oh. Deva and the first A-E-S-M-A Deva. They were a symphonic metal band from the U.S. They were formed in 1996. Um, so the first album was very symphonic metal. The second album, um, and this is according to the metal archives, um, their second album incorporates a lot more of dark wave. I love some dark wave. So we get some dark wave genre with influences of gothic metal. Um, they have another release in 2002, and the music continued to evolve with both Garth, dark wave and gothic metal. Uh, but their main singer was Lori Lewis, and she was an American opera singer and soprano. And she later became a member of the Swedish symphonic metal band Therion. Uh, obviously, we'll link to this in the YouTube. But it's a very interesting, like it's 
one of those like oh there's so you have metal and then you have an opera singer like as a front man yeah. front woman um and so it was it's a pretty front, interesting front shit person front person lead singer lead singer whatever um but she does like she she went on to a bunch of other things i think she left therion like around i forgot the last time she was touring with him although she still kept on it's like one of their major members uh but just really interesting music like I, I reckon I, mean, I think they're worth checking out if you've never yeah. heard symphonic metal it's I, I think it's it's it, honestly it's one of those things I like to listen to when I'm writing or if I'm working on if I'm doing actual like really heavy um, deep dive into work it's just kind of this background shit so um but I think they pulled their name from the Deva Asima or Ashram Asham which was a fiend to the wounding spear, the demon of fury and wrath. And he is a small and hairy demon. Small and hairy. We love those. And excels at making men perform acts of cruelty and destruction. So, so that, that is how we're going to end our lore this we've evening. Met that. We've both met that one at a bar, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I've dated the small and hairy <laughs> demon. Uh, I think he was Italian. He's about who's all about destruction, <laughs> <laughs> and inspired other men to destruction. Yeah. Yeah. So those are Davas, and we'll kind of I think as we go through a little bit more of this, we can talk some of the things where there was a lot of loose interpretation that was taken with Davis in this episode. But also, I mean, as you can just see, just you know, based on like Hindus call Davis one thing, Zoroastrianism calls him another thing, which is why I was really pulling on the lore for right. that. Yeah. Um, there's actually there's Davis in um, Buddhism as well, and they are not evil um, in Buddhism. So, but I think really we're thinking about Eastern religion influence on Western religion, which I think is right. kind of the interesting tie that mm -hmm. we get with, we get with this episode because we're having you know Mag, we're thinking about this demon, like because we get to this obviously in a minute. Well, we get uh, this very very soon. We can actually lead straight into that. I think. Yeah. You know, because this is where he Sam follows Mag because she you know after he gets busted creeping on her apartment where she changed in front of an open window yes. but, I, um, I, I, I totally would have defended myself i'm like bitch she's naked in front of her window i'm not creeping like yeah. yeah but so she he follows her she she leaves her apartment goes to this abandoned building and he follows her which it's very very odd building scenario but that's it's not even that important oh oh, oh oh one more thing before we get when sam is stalking meg um and dean calls him it is telling him all this information. I do want to point out another like skewing Deesh canoe, which is also kind of funny. Um, when um Sam tells him to bite me, and Dean says, No, bite oh, her, no. don't leave team barks. <laughs> then like Sam mm -hmm. hugs up and I'm like, uh anyways, so okay. So but yeah, so so she goes into building. this like abandoned building, and then all of a sudden she's like four floors up or something somehow. But he has to climb the elevator shaft because that makes more sense. It's he very bizarre. And then the, the and elevator, elevator shaft, and then the elevator door at that level, the gate at that level that she's on is like chained shut, but just open enough that he could slip through it if he wanted to. Anyways very convenient yeah i had 
very like yeah no i have lots of notes about this no fucking sense. elevator shaft no i'm like what you cannot find it like they're clearly stairs like go find the fucking stairs and, and she like i mean was it that many flights i mean like because she wasn't like out of breath and she made really good time in the time that he's like huffing and puffing trying to yeah. climb this elevator shaft it was very weird like I was, this like, is like i'm gonna be spider-man and i'm just gonna like pop up like i'm, I'm gonna go the most complicated way possible like what the fuck anyways yeah no <laughs> and you i i don't care how strong you are like that is not like no you wouldn't because he's only slightly out of breath when he gets to the top of it and i would yeah. just i mean granted i'm an out of shape fat girl but even if i was like a super that's, like, that's still really hard to do like climbing up something like that well and there's, it's not like there's toe grips or shit and like this is like really slick metal and how are you not freaking out that you're climbing up for you're no. like four stories above shit no no no, no. and no. then like while he's watching her he's like not even freaked out like what's behind him he's just like cool just, just gonna him. hang out here on my Hi. on my elevator wall and like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna ride up or down uh-uh. no uh, so we do yeah, get meg, yeah we get meg talking to her favorite blood bowl her favorite so, blood bowl you know just speak just talking to her bowl of blood like she does yeah. like i don't think you should come the brothers she's all worried about them supposedly anyway so she blows out a bunch of candles well, and leaves well so she i, I do want to ask like do you think yeah. she was faking that conversation or do you think she was really having it But at this point, yeah, or after by the time the end. Oh, think, by the time the end of the episode, like oh, by the end of the episode, yeah, I think she's, I think she's shaking it. Okay, so she just like randomly had her blood bowl out. And yeah, she's, she's like, like just, she's just, she's just talking. <laughs> at this talking point, she's, a bowl of <laughs> she's but, like, this is just what I do. Yeah, this is what I do. It's my hobby. I just talk yeah. into my bowl of blood. It's like a pet rock, only wetter <laughs> and creepier. I don't know. <laughs> um so yeah and so she um anyway so she leaves i'm like this place seems very inconvenient from her home by the way also at this point i'm like if you just set the show but did she rent it and based on like the mannequins why don't you live there like it's very weird like there's fucking random ass mannequins it's like an abandoned place like i don't know it's just very weird had a condemned sign on the front though so like well, maybe it's dangerous. Maybe it's going to collapse. Maybe you shouldn't be doing well, your fucking spells well, there. Why did you choose the fourth floor? Like, it's yeah, like, oh, first floor. I don't know. Yeah. So but- anyway, so Sam squeezes out and goes over and finds her. Uh, well, and- also, like, there's no, like, because this is an elevator shaft, like, do you much upper body strength it would take to pull it? Like, he's going to, he does get the constipated straining face on, but yeah. that is a major, like, upper body strength to pull yourself up vertically through onto an elevator level, shaft. Yeah, onto yeah. A, onto a flat level, yeah. It's a lot i would have um, died <laughs> so um i still can't get over it. it's like it's chained shut but except for this perfect one foot of space for you to squeeze through i'm like oh yeah that's okay yeah that's and, well, and, somebody and, somebody and, was kind of lack lacks on their chaining up the elevator shaft job weren't they it's like, well i guess off, this is why it's condemned like it's so shitty that you know like they didn't even the, chain the shit up right was well, even chain like i don't even know like it's been like very seldom that I've been in a building that had that old of an elevator that has like, and those always yeah. freak me out when I go into the like, ones that have like the old oh, elevators yeah. and the doors mm-hmm. open and close. Cause I'm just like, no, I, this is not expected. I, I don't, I don't, Otis was not in here. I, I just, I don't want to get in and out of it. But anyway, so beyond that, uh, so, so we go he, black goes, altar. He, goes, he, he goes over to his black, goes, goes to Meg's black altar. She's, she left, she, he's at the black altar and sees the giant freaking symbol drawn in blood 
blood. That was the one that they identified from the blood splatter earlier somehow. And also you see uh, two human hearts. <laughs> yeah, the hearts. A bunch of, of candles. <laughs> and... I love the heart out of the stick. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> It's like the most random shit ever. It's like, Very oh, weird. we're going to put this heart on a stick. And I love things on a stick. Like, I pretty much anything, a lot of fair. Like, you give me anything on a stick, I'm going to gnaw You're down happy. on it. But... Not, a, not a human heart. That's just over the line. Unless it was prepared, I mean, right? It was deep, if it was deep fried and I had some ranch to tip it in, I'm sure I'd be chowing down on it. <gasps> uh, so, um, and then uh, some chalices. And then there's, uh, you mentioned specifically, I thought I wanted to make sure to tie this in. You mentioned specifically the prophet. And there's one card that looks kind of like a tarot card sitting on this on this altar. And it has the symbol that they're seeking now or whatever on it. And it says the prophet. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, interesting. I actually didn't catch that. Good catch. Ooh, look at that. Um, so anyway, so he's he's like, well, this is the black altar. So obviously, and you know, Meg's evil and there's some demonic shit going on. So let's go. And it ties to the symbol, which is killing people. So let's go figure this shit out. Yep. Uh, he could have taken the heart for a snack. I would have, but okay. So and they walk, and then we cut to the hotel. The brothers walk up to each other and simultaneous, is simultaneously. It, oh my god! Is it a hotel or is it an apartment? Does that look like an uh, apartment to you? It looked. It looks just like a really old hotel room, like not, or maybe not, like not maybe it's like extended stay. Yeah, it looks something like and that. So, so it's like uh, what's a, the oh my god the documentary that's on netflix right now about the hotel in california where everybody dies and then the cecil uh, i don't know the, i don't watch the it. cecil oh it's so good you should watch it i've watched so much stuff on that on that case already highly recommend it but yeah so kind of like the cecil where it's like a shitty hotel and they have extended living for yeah. like other people but yeah yeah so but they walk up to each other and this is so cheesy They're like dude i gotta tell you i got dude i gotta talk to you and they say it simultaneously to each other what mm -hmm. happened dorks. what happened dorks anyway so they um obviously they're talking about the black altar they have to talk about the black altar that sam just saw and that um it could be apparently the her bowl apparently her bowl of blood <laughs> can be used as um like a scrying or like communication tool and that's what they're they're discussing uh dean went to bang his cop friend again and got some more deets about um a connection between the victims which is Bum, bum, bum. They're both originally from Lawrence, Kansas. No. So now they're like. Is like, this connected to the demon? Of course, okay. it's all tied to them, of course, because everything's all about them. Um, <laughs> like, you, and they're like, uh, we need a plan. Well, it's so. Of course, shocking. Dean's plan is trash shit, smash it up, and interrogate somebody. Uh, yeah, but the actual ultimate plan is let's stalk her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sam's like, oh, I'm sneaky, be stakeout, do a stakeout. And uh, but Dean at this point just wants backup. So he calls good old dad. Yay, I'm, like, I'm dad. like, of course dad's not gonna show up because dad never shows up. But we'll see. So we'll see. Anyways, uh yeah, there we go. And then Sam raids trunk. Team, Team trunk. Team trunk. Yay, trunk. Yep. And so um, he comes back and start, they start going through stuff. And so 
we have some guns of choice. Uh, we have um, some sawed off double barreled shotguns, which I still think are not appropriate for high intensity situations because you got two shots. I mean, granted, like maybe you only need two um, and some pistols. So hmm. it's very inefficient. That, you need yeah. a much larger magazine, but that's okay. Um, so <laughs> I like all their like holy water rituals, guns, knives. Um, anyways, and they're both kind of like quiet. They seem kind of both quiet and nervous. I think about all this at this point. It's kind of weird. So, and I found really, really, really questionable um, firearm safety courtesy of Sam in this scene because he gets kind of like nervous and like worked up talking to Dean about things. And he's like got the pistol in his hand and is like waving it around. I'm like, <laughs> I should laugh at that. That's not a whoa. joke. But... Whoa. I'm like, Ugh. I mean, obviously, this is a TV show, but please don't do that. Like, that's yeah. a bad example. Very bad example to set. So yeah, you should. Guns have... are not guns are not gesturing items. You do not gesture with your firearm. You just don't. You know, set the firearm down, hold your hand <laughs> down, whatever you need to do, but you don't gesture with a firearm. I was like, what the fuck? So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's. And uh, we get into some feelings. They're they're some... really worked up because they think this since they are so convinced this could be tied back to Lawrence that they're convinced like this could be the end of things. We could finally solve everything with mom, and this could be all over. And Sam's like, well, then it could be done. I can leave. I can go back to school. And then Dean is not happy about that response because he's like, no, we're. I thought we were like doing shit together. Yeah, I believe my note was Dean is butt hurt. Oh, uh, so <laughs> Dean, Dean insists there will always be something to hunt. And Sam wants to know what Dean is. I'm like, what would you do with yourself if you weren't doing this? And Dean's like, this, this is what I do. There's, the hunting is what I want to do. What I do is basically so. And Dean also expresses finally that he has, like, well, not finally, but really vocalizes that he has a vision of himself, Sam, and their dad being a family again, the three of them together. No, he did this because he misses his family. And then I got really sad because I'm like, yeah, you know, this is, and, what I think is really interesting as people try to make, you know, at least up until this point, the writers are trying to make Sam the one who has like the emotional depth that Dean is the one who's actually really expressing, like, I have these emotional feelings and Sam's not recognizing that he's like, I just want to go my own way and not right. acknowledging that we have a family unit that was broken yeah. up because I want, I guess, of course you can go your own way. You can do your own thing, but it has to like, he's never saying I'm going to go my own way, but I'm still going to be here for you. I will still be your brother. That right. never comes he's, out. No, it's he's just, just like, like, I'm, I'm gonna gone. Go do my thing. Bye. Yeah. That's how yeah. you're right. Very much so. And it's, I think this, this, this little scene, as much as I was angry about the lack of <laughs> firearms control it was it was important it, it was important in that it was dean really expressing why he's so committed to the cause here that they have it's not just about hunting things it's about reuniting them as a family that he misses and feeling that family connection so and then well, Sam, I mean, you, you think about this deeply you know so john leaves to go off on his own and then yeah. dean's just by himself yeah and, and sam, sam has sam has life. a plan yeah he's got a career he's got or well, school whatever so yeah. he has this whole thing and dean's just by himself and that's why i got really sad that's and sad. yeah sad. poor dean 
Well, don't worry. He'll be skeezy again in a minute. No, I know. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll go back to that. But also like, <gasps> this is, this is why I think why I love my, he's my emotionally unavailable man. Like he has his hidden depths and, you know, but at the same time, he's a douchebag. So anyhow, all right. So we're going to go back uh, to the thing and they're both going to climb up. Because she's conveniently, because she's conveniently back there at her black altar, of course, at this time. Well, she had everything set up. She got her blood bowl. She has her heart's on a stick like it takes a while to like yeah why would she set up another another place to go but not a new place i'm just saying like is she back so soon i don't know like does she have a schedule she She just went out to she went out to get some extra things on a stick okay she's like more more stick more sticks and hearts to put on them she went out to get a deep dish pizza or a hot dog like something (laughs) to pick up her fry daddy so she could deep fry it and some ranch dressing (laughs) Mm, yeah she did Hidden Valley is not very good ranch though. Sorry. Anyways, um, yeah. So they this is how you know you're from Texas and you have opinions <laughs> and like, no, that's not a good ranch. Like you I should mean, it's fine. Well, I mean, I think you also made the difference between distinction between the Hidden Valley Ranch bottle and the Hidden Valley Ranch packet. Like those make two different things. Two different things. They do. They do. Yeah. But sure. I don't like Hidden Valley Ranch in a bottle, but in a packet, I'm a fan. Make your own, make your own ranch, yeah because you can control the thickness and that's what it's all about <laughs> okay. saying i want to control the thickness who doesn't want to control the thickness um but anyway so the guys climb up the elevator shaft because now we're talking about <laughs> Ooh, we're not real thickness <laughs> and shafts this episode whoa, whoa. <laughs> and they climb they climb into the room meg's chanting at her altar again and uh so they sneak up they're trying to pseudo sneak up behind her with their guns drawn and then she's like guys hiding is a little bit childish don't you think yeah also was she when she was chanting like i was like well what is she saying like it sounds like latin or it could be gibberish i did hear her saying something that sounded like spiritus amundi and that does translate to world spirit uh which was a term used by uh wb yates to describe the collective soul of the universe containing the memories from all times. So this is like where all his inspiration came from. But so that was something I got out of her gibberish talk. Um, Cause I was sort of like, is she talking in Latin? And some things like I tried Googling, but I can't translate voice to Latin easily. Yeah, so anyways, okay. So they're out and then Meg calls them out. Go on. And so she kind of they, they you know they're looking at her. She goes up to them, ask, and they ask her who she's waiting for, and she's like, "You." And so oh, no. a, shadow, a shadow attacks them and knocks them out. Okay, and this is the first time that Sam's face gets hella scratched. Yeah. And I'm like, this just gonna would leave a scar. There's yeah. no way like you would get out of this without that that deep of like a face scratch. Unless yeah. you're a vampire, that's leaving a scar on your face. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So anyways, and then they come to all tied up on the, tied up to poles in the, um, in this space, not poles, but beams, I don't know, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, some more and, uh, and uh, they wake up and Dean says to Sam, don't take this the wrong way, but your girlfriend is a bitch. <laughs> okay. Yep. And I think Meg has a really good line during this conversation as they're going back and forth. And she's like, I'm doing this for the same reasons you what you do what you do, loyalty, love. And then she goes, like the left you had for mommy and Jess. And then I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you again. Yeah. Uh, but I thought yeah. that was a really interesting line in terms of just like thinking about like where why they're doing this, right? Yeah. So. 
Yeah. And so basically the whole thing ends up being a trap. She spells it all out. And then um, that even the Lawrence connection was something that she planted and like made up, like made it happen just so that they would come after her. Cause they're really, she's basically there. She and whoever's fucking talking through a bowl of blood is trying to get their dad and using them as the tool to do it. And so um, they're like, what the fuck dad's in town. And she's like, yeah, he is. And they're like, oh shit. And then she starts like dry humping Sam. Um, yeah, I, I, my my term uh, dry humping is appropriate. I also had awkward non consensual humping. Yeah, it was a little. It was a little. Um, it was. It was a little. Yeah, it was awkward. awkward. It was uncomfortable. Awkward. And she's licking him. I'm like, dude, yeah, really like, I, I don't saying, understand. Didn't like, she say? Did she said, "Come on, Sammy," and that was she said, "Oh, vomit!" Like, <sighs> oh god, I was. And then she catches Dean with his tiny knife. (laughs) And Sam, and then she goes back to Sam and Sam's able to break free and headbutt her real good. So that was good. I thought that was a really good headbutt. It was a solid headbutt. I was impressed. And so then they go knock down the altar and that like freeze these shadows or whatever. And well, just apparently this is Sam's thing, right? This is the second black altar that he smashed. Like he's really tossed it. so the concept here that they had figured out and i don't know if we have basically like you know lined it out was that basically she was controlling the devas and making them kill people was the concept so if they destroy the black altar then the devas would be free to not to and then they but they are not forgiving of the person that controlled them so they would kill her ass yeah because the the heart of the stick like hits the ground it's dirty so once it's dirty (laughs) then you can't deep fry it and everybody's sad uh, yeah, yeah. And so David's like, now we're on our own. You ruined my snack for later, bitch. We're gonna toss you out a window. That's oh, yeah, and they did. That's how that goes. Her, and she and she hits the ground. And I wrote, oh, she did. She did. Maybe. I don't know. So and then and then uh, Dean says, Sam, next time you want to get laid, find a girl that's not so buckets of crazy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure every girl you hump, Dean, is probably full of buckets of crazy and very sad because you probably promised him lots of things anyways maybe reading personally into that so okay let's get uh, back to our shitty shitty hotel motel holiday uh, whatever it is and there's someone waiting for them and also sam was smart and did, like i know they were setting things up but like he did not leave stuff in the car which That's i true. thought was was well, smart. He, bitched about, he bitched about it but he also didn't leave stuff in the car yeah, it was heavy. He's he's carrying all the shit, and Dean's not carrying it. But I also think it's smart that he didn't leave yeah. it there. So, so and then guess who's in their room waiting for them? Fucking dad. Yeah, and there's tears, and they're hugging, and then I'm also well, like, Dean, hold like, on, Dean and Dad hug. Yeah, but and also my point before we get to that is like, one, put some ointment on that cheek. Like it's just like it's still like it's there. It's just bugging it looks, me. Yeah. I'm like, get some fucking. Did you not stop for some neosporin? Neosporin, anything? Is there, bandage? Is, that, mm-hmm. is that not like some derma? Like is that peroxide? I mean, it's like, not in the bag. Like the shit that you're carrying out for trunk. Is there not like a first aid kit? I mean, they've got they've got you know rock salt shotgun shells, but they don't have some fucking neosporin. Yeah, no, they need some anti-scarring shit in there. Um, and the second thing I have in this is, damn, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is so hot. He is, God, I love him so much. He's just, <gasps> mm, he's all scruffy and dark. And, oh, yeah, yes, daddy. Daddy! 
<laughs> you can't do that. that was, was that the same voice you did last yes. week? You can't do the Missy Daddy and the maybe, hot maybe, and the hot daddy together. You maybe I do- hate Missy because she's me. Oh no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh. Anyway, so they're having a combo and like and then Dad and D- Sam actually finally have a moment. Talk a little bit about the fight they had before they saw when they saw each other last, and they have a good embrace, so they can, they're somewhat make up. But then, as everybody's crying, I almost jumped out of the fucking sofa because all of a sudden, Dad is slammed across the room with a shadow attacking him. It got you. That's always exciting. No, it got you. Very upsetting. I'm very upset. You're I'm like, like we're having a moment, and then like. Oh. Yeah, I was pissed. We got shadows. Ah! I don't, I hate being startled so much. Oh my God. I, I get it. Yeah. Anyways, so, uh, and then Meg isn't dead. She's outside with some talisman in her hand. It was like, and she has a necklace. Meg's not dead and she's got a necklace. Meg, she's alive and acquired jewelry. What the fuck? I don't know. All right. So dad's getting attacked. And then Sam has a really smart idea because he brought their supplies inside to bust out a flare, like a, like a it's like a magnesium th- is what mind me like that's what i was flare. asking do you know that what what that was i was like this is fucking bright as shit yeah i said it was a magnesium flare I, I, I don't that's probably not the exact term for it but they use stuff like that in the military um usually it's on like a uh like a small parachute and you launch it into the like you throw it up in the air or you have a, a small device to, to launch it in the air but you throw it up and lit and then it um creates like a it's almost it's so bright like that it's like almost like daylight even at night okay yeah, i've only seen him i've only seen one in use at basic training when you're getting yelled at and crawling through sand with a rifle and uh with live fire over your head it's a pretty intense moment by the way but uh i imagine it's pretty cool yeah. it's a really cool training moment like crawling under bar crawling under barbed wire with your rifle and shit going off yeah yeah but and it's, it's pretty intense that but that's what they use orienting yeah i because i did some googles on this and like there's so much shit though well, i did some duck duck go i didn't google because google is evil yeah. but i did some like original initial searching on this and like the search terms it was so hard to narrow down that i was like i don't care yeah. enough i, I believe I like, it Diana like that. <laughs> yeah so i didn't i did not look it up so my apologies but it, it it appears to be to me i was like oh that looks like one of those like magnesium flares they called it something else and it would go in the air this is more like it, it was shaped more like a flare like a road flare but similar concept is what it looked like so um so using that because if they're fucking shadows if you make the room bright as hell they aren't going to be shadows anymore so that was their plan and it worked um to chase away the shadow demons and so they all decide though that they need to fucking leave and get all their shit yeah they, so they leave and like even though their right. eyes were shut like how are they seeing like even like to me like that was so bright wouldn't she be blind but you got i don't read too much into shit but <laughs> it's bright but and it would take a minute to your eyes to adjust especially going outside like that but yeah okay but not that much probably and they yeah and now dean that. also now has a mega face stretch so yeah. we have someone else who's look, looks like he's gonna scar so i'm just worried about ruining their faces they're pretty faces. <laughs> So they decide, though, when they get outside that they can't leave together because basically dad's weakness is the boys and the boys are trying to do their mission and he's trying to do his mission and it'll all get fucked if he gets distracted and if they get distracted. So they have to go their separate ways and Sam thinks that's fucking dumb, but um, but dad, but Dean gets it. And so finally they do decide to split. 
I also think, you know, even they're arguing this, John does say the fight is coming, you know, and they're going to have a part. So it's like, hey, we're going to split it from now, but you're not going to be apart from this. And I think that's right. some good. That okay. is some good foreshadowing. And then we get to see dad's truck too. Woo! And I was like, John dies off in a very sexy truck with Kansas tags. That truck is fucking hot. Okay, 1986 GMC Sierra Grande steps side. This is why I love you. Aftermarket, what appears to be aftermarket from what I can tell in my research, dual exhaust and lifted. Yes. Oh, that's my girl. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I love that truck. That truck is, oh, it's so truck. good. It is black and, and, and Morgan's driving in. Yeah, I'm all about that. I'm gonna have a moment uh, to myself. Carry on, Diana. Uh, and then we see as they all as they, he drives away, and then the brothers go the other direction. You see Meg in the shadows watching them leave. Yeah, I, I thought so. That, I was like, dum 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 dum. Meg's there watching them. I'm like, I get that you're gonna go off, and we're trying to very specifically say we're to go off another direction. But to me, it's also like, do you want to try and reverse down a small alley? Like, yeah, just drive weird. forward and then turn. Turn. Left. You can go the opposite turn. Turn. He turned right. You turn left. Like, like I also just am not that comfortable with my reversing skills. I so, hate trying reverse. Oh my god. Yeah. So I mean, like, I would be very concerned about scraping maybe on like a brick wall in a small alley. So I would go forward and then go the opposite direction. But that's just me. Yeah. yeah. You know, they want to really drive home the opposite direction thing. Yeah. yeah. So we got success. That. Success. Woohoo! So yeah. There we go. This is a uh, episode sixteen. It's a. Uh, it was. It was. You know. It was an. I felt like, I feel like as somebody like I was watching, I feel like this one was a fairly important one in the overarching story, more so than it is an episode in and of itself, because of the tie into with dad and with the, that bitch Meg and her bowl of blood. Um, I feel like that kind of stuff, that's what I'm just gonna call her, that bitch Meg and her bowl of blood is my what I call her now. Um and so I think that, that I felt like that and then getting like a little bit more in depth on Dean's emotional issues i don't know not issues emotional state of things i felt like that was pretty important that's yeah, to I itself mean, i felt like it was a little bit like it was like interesting but it was kind of like okay so the whole thing was just to draw them in all right cool all right, all right where do we go from there just it seemed didn't have the monsters didn't have a bunch of a point unless it was 100 to draw them in that was my, yeah. that's what i got and I will say at the end of last week's episode, it was like I said I was very excited for this one, but honestly, I thought it was next week's episode. Uh, so <laughs> next uh, week's episode, I'm very excited about. But I do think, you know, obviously there's this is important to canon. And it's also really the first time that we get John talking, right? So we get dad actually in beyond like flashbacks. Yeah. And we're talking to other time. It was the first time we're seeing like, his relationship with the sons. I thought it was really, if you look at like their conversation between the son and the sons and the father, we had a lot of yes sirs in the, in the way yeah. they talked to him, which is a very, to me, it's a very interesting, like as much as I respect my father and I was raised in an old, you know. I'm, I don't call my dad, sir. 
yeah, it's, I don't say yes, sir, anymore. Like I, I used to, but like that was journaling when I was in massive trouble. Yeah. But yeah, the, the sir to your father is not something that is typical in a conversation, right? I think and my so, parents were just hippies enough that we didn't do that. <laughs> you know, Diana's parents are fucking wild children. So I'm, <laughs> they're very upstanding middle class people, but they have, they, had they are, but they were in the 70s. They, they, 60s had and 70s, they had some fun. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, so I just, yeah, I thought that was kind of, that is, that is a good point. I, I kind of, I caught the relationship, but that's a good point about the sir thing that, and like, like you're saying, like, this is the first time other than like the original, like telling their backstory or the, you know, the one time he shows up, but doesn't see them before. Like, this is a really only the first time I'm seeing them interact with their dad. That's it. You know what I mean? This yeah. is really it. Well, I think also just from a, a writing perspective of, something that is very monster of the week how do you tie in these broader overlying story arches right. right so we know like there is clearly a backline story that involves a demon that hunted their mom right. there is sam that's having the shit happen to him yep. and then mm-hmm. and, but otherwise like the incremental monsters of the week really halts that storyline right so you it becomes i think an I hate, I can't, I'm trying to find another represent interesting because I feel like I'm saying it too much. Uh, but I think it's, must be difficult for a writer to be like, okay, I need to drive this heart, you know, this longer storyline over at the same time fulfilling this monster of the week type thing. Yeah. It has to be a challenge because you are fulfilling, you've got the, you know, this formula you have to fulfill to keep the, to keep the series active because network at some point is going to be like, what the fuck? And then you also have to have the overarching story that ties it in where it draws people in enough to want to continue watching, but also stays unique enough that it's not too much of a trope well and we have the major showrunner writing this episode right this is a well, quirky episode yeah. so clearly you know but also uh, from his point of view he wanted it to be a a monster not necessarily a monster of the week but exploring right. storylines and demons and legends and like all folklore and other stuff so ha- like i think he tried really hard to bring that in with the davis and i don't think I just think he skewed so far from what they were. Like, I wish, like he, I, I guess it's a very hard You thing just to want to see a giant fly. Yes, I want to see a backward knee fly. So <gasps> I, I, I also just want to know what the fuck a backward knee fly looks like. So if you're an artist and you would like to draw me a backward knee fly, slide into our DMs and would halfway like to, maybe not, I don't know. Um, I'm like, whoa, wow. <laughs> Diana's like, I don't, a little weird. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want in our DMs this week. I'm like, I don't want a backward knee fly. That sounds, you know, that sounds scary, but. Um, sounds gross. Yeah, it sounds like a mutated murder hornet. So yeah, pretty much. So yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, yeah. So I think this was. So we're episode sixteen. Yeah. There's twenty-two episodes this year, this season. So we're getting we're getting closer. I do feel like this also gives you that push, right? Like yeah, we're getting closer. Like, we got- all right. So so their asshole dad, who's an absentee father most of the time, sexy asshole dad. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of teasing, but it's been kind of a beating with him just like ignoring them for the last like you know fifteen. You know, he's not a great father, but he's hot. Okay. So I mean, I'm not I'm not going to deny that he is a handsome gentleman. I'm just 
Okay. Especially, and the thing is, is like I am not a Walking Dead person, but yeah. I have I know pictures of uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Megan. Megan. Oh, you would like with, him so much more with Barbie like, with his like his, which is a bat that somebody I was. What is he called? I, Barbie. I well, Barbie. I Barbie is what we called our bat. That was like that. I'm not saying what we had that bat, what? but uh, so oh, he has a, he had a bat wrapped in um in bar Yeah, yeah, his character was pretty awful but oh was it visualization well i mean not like like evil how about that okay ish 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 i don't there's an ethical conversation you can have about evil dead so i won't go down that rabbit hole but either way yeah it's not evil dead that's a completely different (laughs) walking dead which one yeah i was saying he was evil ish but it was more of an ethical dilemma arguably and like a uh, whatever like so yeah, I was like, no, we're gonna talk about how many times Walking I've seen Dead. <laughs> in Walking Dead, uh, the his his aesthetic is not upsetting. Yeah, it's okay. very, it's very uh, motorcycle boot, white t-shirt kind of thing. Just like, do I have a problem with that? I don't know. Uh, I'm from a rockabilly culture. Like, no, I'm, I'm saying, no, I'm saying you would appreciate it greatly. Oh, I'm oh okay. I'm saying like, oh no, his aesthetic. <laughs> you know, this would work for aesthetic, you. Aesthetic is on point. Uh, personality might. I don't know. You might like that. Too. I kind of. You're a like, dark. no I'm like, fuck. I'm like, never mind. He's kind of. He's kind of fucked up. You might like it. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, he's dark and an asshole. You. Oh no, shit. That sounds like the type of menu yeah. date. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like motorcycle boots, white t-shirt, and like motorcycle jacket, and like some slouched, like kind of jeans, and kind of loud and boisterous. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. No, you just described like half a minute I've dated in my life. I know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, shout out to all of you. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> oh, dear God, you made me the woman that I am today, which is not maybe a good thing. So oh. anyways, at that point, I think we can wrap this shit yes. unless you have anything else. All right. No, well, I'm good. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod. Or you can email us, devilstrap at devilstrappodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a... Don't be a dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow. <laughs>